Welcome to the Rising Star Project. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder of Holistic Fashionista, and I'm beyond excited to introduce to you amazing lightworkers and soulpreneurs around the world who are improving the way we live, one holistic modality at a time. But like any entrepreneurial spirit, they have questions, need guidance, and desire more clarity around their higher calling, their offerings, next projects, and vulnerabilities, so they may touch those who are meant to hear their message. And that is why we are here today. What you're listening to are the business mentoring sessions I'm providing for these exceptional people, using their astrological birth chart to shine a bright light on what planets are influencing their chosen life path and which signs have the greatest influence on their work. You'll also hear what's holding them back from achieving their deepest desires, along with aha moments that remind us how incredible breakthroughs can be. Due to the nature of these sessions, I kindly ask that you share your gratitude by sharing this podcast with others. By sharing these sessions, you not only will enrich others' lives, but you will also support the work of a light worker, a kind soul who's made it their life's work to serve others from their highest self. It is my hope and intention that by experiencing their mentoring session, you will be able to answer some of your own questions around what you've been called to do and what movement you're here to lead. From productivity to self-care rituals to marketing and leadership, each session is personal in its content and inspirational as we use the stars, the moon, and the planets to unlock the hidden treasures of being holistic leaders of tomorrow. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome everyone to the Rising Star Project. My name is Angel Quintana. I am the founder of Holistic Fashionista Magazine and Botanica and I have a fabulous guest today. Her name is Xenia and she is from the Philippines and we're going to be discussing her higher calling and helping her to gain some clarity around her business challenges. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So this is the first time we're speaking. I don't know really much of anything about what it is that you do. So for our listeners and for my own clarity, can you give us a little background about uh, who you are and what you do? Yeah. So my name is Zinia Virai and I was born in the Philippines, but I'm actually right now located in Brooklyn. And I own a women's clothing store called Myths of Creation. And I've opened the store to focus on serving affordable clothing, but a really good boutique experience to a lot of people who normally can't afford that experience. And I'm in a moment where I'm finding that a lot of the more fulfilling aspects of running this boutique, which include talking to people about the spiritual products that we sell, because we sell crystals and mists and things, is much more fulfilling to me Mm -hmm. than running the actual retail side. Um, but we do, so we offer a variety of things. Um, we sell clothing and accessories, but we also host, are starting to host workshops um, about spiritual topics. And we also sometimes have pop-ups in our space. So yeah, that's Ooh. the one part. <laughs> Love it. I need to come to Brooklyn and check out this shop. So how long have you had the shop? So we've been open three years. Um, I just finished up our, my third year and Yeah, I've lived in this neighborhood for 15 years. The store is only a block away from my house. And so it's a really, really um, community-based store. Love it. 
Okay, so where what are we do, what are we talking about today? What's the big challenge that you want to uh, have the reading uh, gain some clarity for you? So for me right now, the biggest challenge is I feel as a retail store that um, the environment of retail and technology is changing so much that a lot of brick and mortar stores in New York and all over the country are closing because people don't want this straightforward retail experience anymore. It has to be something else. So for me, the challenge is trying to pivot away from the retail and kind of build more on the aspect of my work, which is really talking to people one-on-one about what it is they you know, their insecurities um, and how to, what I notice is that people come in for clothes and end up really actually asking me for help and healing. Hmm. Yeah. So it's confusing. And that's what I wanted to talk about. Okay, great. So you're, so let me just get this in the form of a question. So you're, is it your question about like, you know, what's that next step for the business? Uh, Maybe moving away from retail and what that might look like. Is that the question? Yes, that's the question. Thank you for helping me find the No, question. no, it's fine. I mean, I get it. I mean, that you're right. Everything is changing so fast. And with the internet and being able to uh, consume all this information and uh, the fact that you've already done some research and noticing that, you know, maybe I get them in with the fashion, but it's really the root problem that you're here to solve, which sounds like it has to do with healing. So let's get into this. Okay, so firstly, we're going to talk about the, the three main planets in your astrological birth chart. And in, in astrology, you might already know this, uh, the sun and the moon are considered planets. So we're going to talk about your sun sign, your rising sign, and your moon sign. So you have your sun, sun sign in the sign of Aries, which I'm sure you already know. And so this is basically how you see yourself. So you ha- are one of those people that have big ideas. So Aries is known uh, as a fire sign. They've got a passion in their belly. Uh, they're usually the people that um, are outgoing. Um, they love other people. Um, they have a motherly nurturing side to them. They love to be of service. Um, they're, they're, they're usually the ones that are starting the project, not necessarily finishing it. So your strength is really coming up with the ideas. It's really about coming up with the big vision and getting other people excited about that vision. So that's a natural ability for uh, a son in Aries. Okay. Now that resonates. Okay, cool. So, but the thing is, is I like to, you know, take it one step further. It's like your sun sign is not it's not only how other people see you. I like to think it is like, it's like your secret sauce. It's not necessarily how other people see you. Um, it doesn't have to necessarily be with like the, the product or service that you sell. It has more to do with just that you're going to sprinkle this fire, right? This fire in your belly on everything you do. So as we go deeper into the reading, you'll understand what I mean as far as like how we're going to utilize Aries, which is really just how you see yourself and what you identify with, but how we're going to pull people in with some of the other uh, planetary aspects in your chart. Okay, so we've got your rising sign in the sign of Aquarius. So this is super interesting since I really don't know anything about you, but when I see a rising sign in Aquarius, I think rebel. I think, uh, so the rising sign has to do with how other people see you. So other people see you as a rebel. They see you as a visionary. 
They see you as someone who doesn't want to be tied down and put in a box. Um, they want to go their own way. Um, for me, when I think of Aquarius, I think about the girl in high school who had the nose ring. She had purple hair. Like that's Aquarius. <laughs> Resonating? Do, 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 do people see you as this? <laughs> I think so. Maybe. I mean, I definitely know that that's um, the idea of not being put in a box or always needing to rebel against the structure that I'm in. That definitely resonates. <laughs> okay, cool. So, so the thing is, is that when you have it in the sign of the rising, in the ascendant, or in this case, the rising sign. Uh, so that's how other people see you. So it's, it's basically like, it's what they like admire about you. So whether or not you're like playing into it, you could actually play into it a little bit more because they actually already see you that way. So if there's any like dimming that part of you, it's actually just brighten it because they already see you that way. So if you want to just go all the way. Okay. Okay. So your moon sign is in the sign of Gemini. So your moon is all about your emotions, which maybe you've done some full moon rituals or new moon or whatever. Um, but this is basically, um, I bring up the moon and I think it's so important when we're talking about a higher calling, um, even though we're talking about business, uh, for, for us to be lit up, um, it has to do with our emotions. Like we want to get the fire in our belly. We want to get excited. We want to you know, feel that we're making a difference with you know, that feeling component. So when you have it in the sign of Gemini, it's pretty interesting placement as well. Um, another air sign. Um, Aquarius is also an air sign. So uh, moon in Gemini, this is all about Gemini. Okay. It's the twins. Um, they are ruled by the planet Mercury, which is all about communication. Um, they tend to be um, talkative. They, they tend to be more emotionally fulfilled when it has to do with communication, when it has to do with intellectualizing information. It's not so much about, um, so it's like what's gonna get them lit up and get them feeling like, you know, loosey-goosey, like happy-go-lucky, is it when they're like, when they're accumulating knowledge, when they're accumulating information. So the thing about Gemini, um, and I think it's a pretty misunderstood sign, but um, you know, they have so, it's like, it's like they have so much knowledge that it's like, it's almost like it almost could deter them in some regard because they, they might not be able to, uh, hear other things because they're so well read. So in this case, we want to look at, um, you know, creating a higher calling and creating more clarity around this business that you have that really satisfies, um, her desire um, to share her intellectualized knowledge with others um, mm. while still maintaining um, being open-minded to others' perspectives because that's only going to enhance you and your business is, is being open-minded to other um, perspectives, even though, you know, Gemini is already dissecting so much information, but that's going to be uh, just something to kind of look out for. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to talk about Saturn now. I always bring up Saturn when I do these readings. Uh, Saturn is basically the guy that's going to show us the money or not. <laughs> and uh, so he's like a, he's the father figure of the Zodiac. So I always give the analogy of, uh, uh, you know, the father that's rewarding the, the, the mother, the daughter or son uh, for getting good grades on their report card. It's like, okay, if you get A's on your report card, I'll give you $50. If you get a B, I'll give you $40. That, 
So Saturn's like trying to make a deal with us. It's like, if you do the work, I will reward you. But he wants to see effort. He do, it doesn't mean that you have to become a workaholic or that you have to just be like, go, go, go. And he's like, he will reward even small efforts. So in this case, you have it in the sign of Scorpio. Okay. So Scorpio is, uh, it's ruled by the planet Pluto, which is a small, mysterious planet that all it wants to do is dig deeper. So Scorpios are the, you know, it's like similar to Gemini because Gemini like loves information, but it's different because Scorpio actually wants to get to the root where Gemini will be satisfied with some of like the more surface stuff, but Scorpio won't be. Scorpio okay. will be like, actually, like, I want to come up with my own theory or actually I want to know why that is. I don't want to just know that it is. I want to know why it is. So in this case, I always, you know, think about if like Scorpio and Saturn went and had a cocktail, you know, they went out, they wanted to just like get to know each other and they would, they would have this chat where Saturn would be like, okay, so tell me about your business, you know, tell me about your plan, tell me about your structure. And Scorpio would be like, well, I don't know. But all I do know is that I found out the secret to success. I found out the secret to X, Y, and Z. I found out why this crystal is so mag you know, magical and it has to do with this asteroid back in Nibiron or whatever. Like she just has so much information. So they're having this chat and they're both getting inspired from each other. It's actually a pretty, um, I think it's a pretty harmonious placement that you have Saturn and Cap in, in Scorpio um, in that, you know, Scorpio is highly loyal, um, highly intelligent. No, it's like the ones sign of the Zodiac, no one's going to fool a Scorpio. It's just never going to, it's never going to happen. So Scorpio and Saturn are having this cocktail and they're coming up with, you know, how do I take my passion for digging, digging under the roots of everything and coming up with my own uh, philosophy or my own theory around X, Y, and Z. And how can I turn that into something that I can monetize so that Saturn is also satisfied? So Saturn wants to see you take all of the, that knowledge, all those books you've read, all of those YouTube videos you've spent hours listening to, all of the educational programs, all that stuff. He's like, that's great. You can keep learning. You can keep becoming the smartest person on the planet, but let's turn it into a plan and, and materialize it. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> Which part? Just especially the part about collecting the information. Like I'm the kind of person who sometimes I'm just like, do I have 15 tabs open while I'm listening to a <laughs> podcast while I'm reading a magazine? Like what am I doing right now? But and it feels good and it's fun, but it, there's another part of me that's like, um, maybe pick a thing or <laughs> figure out why you're doing what you're doing. You know, so it's really resonating. Good, good. So that's the thing. So when Saturn, so it's like you, so just imagine that you were telling Saturn all about those tabs that you had open. And so all Saturn is trying to do, it's like, he's just like, he's not speaking a lot. He's asking very poignant questions so that you're like, oh, well, that's a good idea. Well, maybe if I did combine these three tabs and I turned that into a podcast or I turned, you know, this, this information that I got from YouTube and this magazine and I turned that into a workshop. Um, so Saturn's trying to get you to cultivate um, all of those tabs open into a more structured um, product, service, marketing plan, 
um, something that's going to discipline you to not just, not just collecting information, but actually monetizing information. Okay. Okay. So let's get into the, um, the, okay. You have your North node in the sign of Gemini and you have your South node in the sign of Sagittarius. Okay. So let me start with the South and the South node. Uh, the South Node is basically your natural abilities. This is like you came to this lifetime with some gifts already, where some people are like, how do you do that? Or how'd you open that store? Or what'd you do? It's like there's some things that you just, that some people are just gifted. It's like last night I was listening to a, I don't know, I like re remembered some lyric of a song and I'm like, oh yeah, who sings that? So I went to I went to YouTube and I typed in, and I'm like, oh, it's Whitney Houston, you know, and I was reading like all of these comments under the Whitney Houston video, um, you know, everyone's like, rest in peace, oh my gosh, best voice ever, this and that, and it's like, and everyone's just like natural ability, so when I'm thinking about the self node, I'm thinking about, you know, what's your, you know, Whitney Houston's voice, you know, that's like <laughs> a natural ability, <laughs> I'm still an example, but this is what I'm saying, it's like, not every, I don't care how much you practice, like, you're probably not going to sing like Whitney, you know, it's yeah. like, she was, it's a natural gift, so that's what the south node is, okay, south node, so you have your south node in the sign of Sagittarius, okay, so this is kind of a fun placement, so Sa uh, Sagittarius is ruled by, um, I believe, Jupiter, Jupiter, uh, all about opportunity. Uh, so basically, Sagittarius is all about freedom, um, about foreign culture, travel, uh, philosophy, higher education. So there, when I think about natural ability and the thing that just comes to you easily is actually being able to be a teacher. So Sagittarius, because they are they're, they're the known for higher education. They're known for traveling the world and accumulating um, ideas and concepts and, and just learning. Like they are, they are so, such an avid learner, which is kind of no wonder here because you've got Scorpio who loves to dig and you've got Gemini who loves to like read and like just <laughs> gather information. And you've got this natural ability also to teach. So I don't know. I mean, it sounds like, you know, you talked about one-on-one -on -one, like healing and selling crystals and stuff, but um, are you, are you not, are you teaching things right now? I think that um, what I notice is that people want to talk to me in the store when they're just here buying clothes for sometimes like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour. So I feel comfortable when I'm being casual about teaching. But when I think about, when I have workshops, someone else always leads it. So when I think about what, if I'm qualified to teach, I always end up kind of questioning if I am qualified to do that. But I do notice that people like to come and talk to me and ask me a lot of questions. So I guess the answer is I don't know if I'm teaching. Um, because it's just, it's just a natural way that you are. And it's like, you know, I always, when I think about like, um, you know, all the gifts that we all have, we have, we have multiple and I call it like your tools in your toolbox and you have all these gifts. And a lot of those gifts we do uh, subconsciously, right? There are, they are our natural abilities, but those are actually some of the best qualities to monetize. And because we, it's like, we take it for granted that we're so yeah. good at doing those things that we don't even think that the reason our girlfriend's always calling us for relation advice is because we're really good at that. We never think that we could charge money for that. We just do it and we do it subconsciously. So in this area, we're really looking at like anything that has to do with 
travel and philosophy and freedom and um, even entrepreneurship, anything like that, that you would, uh, even the higher learning that you're learning, um, extended education, um, that would be a natural ability and something that you could integrate into your higher calling and charge for it. Okay. Okay. Now you've got your North node in, so your North node is, um, is your challenge. It's your destiny. It's like basically what you came to work through, um, in this lifetime that will, will kind of be a, a thorn in your side until you start to embrace it. And in this case, you've got, um, you've actually got Gemini. So it's interesting because you've got your moon in Gemini, which is like fueling your fire, right? It's lighting you up to intellectualize knowledge. But I'm going to look at Gemini now as far as the shadow is concerned, because if it's going to be your challenge, it's one thing to be, you know, an avid reader and someone who um, appreciates writing and journalism and debate and things like that. But when it's in the challenging um, uh, aspect in your chart, like it is with your North Node, excuse me, Gemini's shadows is what I want to look at. So it's Gemini is ruled by Mercury. I think I mentioned that. It's a planet of communication. Uh, it's uh, an air sign. So they're, they're not that grounded. Um, uh, and I don't see a ton of... Well, actually, I'll go into your Taurus stellium in just a second here. But um, there is some Earth signs. It's in the sign of Taurus, which I'll go to in a second. But um, Gemini does have a, 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 an ability to come up with ideas and kind of intellectualize them, but never implementing them. Uh, and does that sound like you? Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's going to be a challenge. And so this is just kind of like shining a light. It's like until we can take all of those uh, – that information that you're collecting and we, uh, we, it's like, we need to have a little chat with Gemini. We need to, so it's the twin. So the other twin, the twin, that's the shadow. Right. And it's like, like, look, like we get it. Like you have a lot of knowledge. You, you're confident. Um, but, but Gemini has a hard time. And it's interesting since you're like in the spiritual sphere as far as like crystals and healings and stuff, you know, Gemini's like, interested on some level on that from like a from like an intellectual um standpoint but on a on a spiritual plane it's like there's some blocks there mm. you know it's almost like they need proof or you know or they need something else um and maybe they need their own miracle to happen to be a true believer mm. um so that could be like a, a challenge or a shadow of gemini and something to kind of work through of any kind of like any kind of skepticism um that you might be having um even if it's about your own skills um any kind of skepticism about um you know just not being open-minded to things that might be way out there. Mm. That would be something to look, that would be something challenge to challenge yourself. Um, even with like, uh, okay, like for instance, like if you're selling crystals and people are like, you know, coming to your shop and they're talking all the time, it's like, don't, don't be afraid to just go there. Like it's kind of at this point, like, like I mentioned, like you have your rising sign in the sign of Aquarius they already see you as like out there. They already see you as like, you know, you know, even if you're not embracing that, they see you that way. So those conversations, um, I think the Gemini shadow, it's like, just, 
just have the harder conversation, have the deeper conversation. Okay. Like it doesn't have to just be like, oh, if you hold this crystal in your hand and you know, you'll feel, you know, you know, you'll start to feel better. It's like, just go there. You go, actually, if you put this crystal under the moonlight and you put some freaking like salt around it and like, you know, if you just like went there, that would challenge the shadow of Gemini, but it would also like light up the person that already sees you as that because they kind of want you to share like the weird stuff with them that you might not be, that you might be afraid to, to go there about because of that, that intellect, because you just kind of want to stay in the realm of like, you know, this is more factual instead of just being more spiritual. That is so interesting because I would say most of the interactions in the shop go one, one or the other way. Like either it falls really flat and it's sort of like, I'm looking for a party dress and I don't vibe with the person at all. Or it's like, I'm like, wow, you're, we're sitting on the floor. We've been on here for two hours and you told me everything about you and we're really getting somewhere. So that like, that's like, so that resonates so much for me. And I, okay. So I kind of want to just plant like a little business coaching seed here <laughs> where um, like, so if you actually had a product or a service or one-on-one -on -one healing session or whatever, you could easily turn that person who is sitting on the ground talking to you in your shop into a paying customer right there. Mm. You know, if you, you know, it could, but you just would have to know what that, what that, what it's, what the, what the system is of like, okay, well, you know, if you want to dive deeper about this, Kendra, I know you came in here to, you know, buy a black crystal for whatever. But, um, you know, I actually offer these one-on-one -on -one sessions where I help you dig deeper into spirituality and we'll, you know, I'll teach you a little bit more about how to use crystals or how to use, I don't know what, I'm just like pulling things out of my ass because I have no idea like <laughs> the other things that you're interested in. But like you can talk to her in a way where, and then she's like, oh, well, tell me more about that. And that's where you can start to really share more of the esoteric things, dive deeper into, um, you know, obviously you're going to use your intellect just because naturally that's what lights you up is being able to showcase your intelligence, but also letting them know that it's also a spiritual practice and it kind of balances both the mind and the spirit at the same time. Mm. Yeah, that's so, yeah. It's so funny because I was researching this, um, this program that, blends ideas of psychology and spirituality so it speaks to everything that you're saying mm, perfect <laughs> so the psychology that help that that satisfies your moon and gemini and then the spiritual component that's going to satisfy sagittarius it's also going to satisfy scorpio so those kind of that combination and i think that's where you're going to find and i want to talk about your kismet client next super mm -hmm. important. Um, if you have that yin and yang, you know, that, that mind and spiritual component, okay, this is where it gets interesting. Okay. So you have your 12th house in the sign of Capricorn. So your 12th house is, um, it's your house of karmic debts. It's your subconscious mind. It's your limiting beliefs. It's kind of like what we're here to like kind of work through our crap here. And so I bring this up in a higher calling, you know, to when we're building our business around a higher calling, because at the end of the day, like, the people that you're here to serve are actually helping you work through your karmic debt. And then simultaneously you helping them is helping them work through some of theirs. Okay. So the philosophy that I have, which is called kismet client is that you are your kismet client. You're a mirror to them, but they're a few years behind you. 
They're not like 10 years behind you. It's not like going and trying to convince somebody why, why crystals are awesome. It's more about like meeting them where you were three years ago and, and remembering how intrigued you were when you first picked up your first book on X, Y, and Z or whatever. So you're meeting them there and you have this, you have Capricorn ruling your 12th house. So I'm Capricorn. I get excited when I see Capricorn in a placement like the 12th house because Capricorn is another really misunderstood um, sign in that it's the only earth sign that um, is, is, uh, has water. It has a fin because the symbol for Capricorn is a sea goat. So the top half of it of her is a goat, which is climbing the mountain, slow and steady wins the race. And the underneath part, which is the fin, is that emotional, um, that deep emotion, okay? So this is where it gets interesting, is that your ideal customer and the karmic debts that you're here to work out within yourself, so I'm talking to both you and your kismet client right now, is that you, you know on the surface, they they, it's almost like they're stoic. It's like they're so strong. It's like Capricorn. They're so strong, so driven, they're so smart. Um, they're, they're so sarcastic. They're so witty. They're so intelligent. But underneath all of that, that mask, if you will, it's not, you know, it's not like a huge mask because it is part of who they really are. Um, but underneath that um, ambitious, intelligent woman, it, underneath it is this thin and it's the part that nobody gets to see. Mm. It's like the secret. And I always say that she, you know, Capricorn is the closet emo. <laughs> closet emo girl. You, she would never show that. So even if you, I mean, you could, if you got her in a one-on-one -on -one session, she'd probably admit to it. But otherwise, if she's just out at a party, she's, there's no way you're going to know that. You know, she's going to, she's going to find every intelligent way to make sure that nobody knows that she's got a heart, you know, on some level, you know, that she feels things all so deeply. But the gift of Capricorn is that they understand pain on a really um, deep level because they have like, uh, like I said, that fin is actually, that represents that melancholy, that depressive state that she has, that's just kind of in her by nature. Mm -hmm. So when you think about the person that's walking into your shop, who is getting all intrigued by you because you've got this, you know, rebellious air about you or this like Aquarius kind of energy to you talking about crystals, talking about clothes or whatever. And you think about her as like a Capricorn archetype, you know, just not that she has to be the sign of Capricorn, but who she is intrinsically is somebody who is almost stoic and reserved on the outside. But underneath the depths of her is this deeply emotional person that really struggles with some of those, some of those depressive states. So mm -hmm. when you're talking to her and she's in your shop and you're like, kind of like, you know, you might start with more of the surface stuff, which is, you know, she's real good at doing the surface stuff, but then you start to, you know, poke holes in the, in the surface stuff and the light starts to come out. And that's when you start to capture her and say, well, you know, the majority of the people that I work with, Kendra, you know, really struggle with this, you know, this secretive depressive state that they don't want to show to the, to the external world, which is why I help them with my healing services. Mm. That makes so much sense. Um, because something I noticed that is that it does take a little while before so I, sometimes I'll see someone five or six times and then they'll suddenly start talking to me about something. But I love the way that you 
broke down that sign because I've never thought about that before. She does need breaking down too. It's like you might have to see her a few times for her to feel comfortable enough to be like, okay, you know what? I was thinking about that last thing you talked about the last time I came in your shop and I, I think I'm ready for one of your sessions. It's like they just want, because they want to know that they can trust you. Mm. They want to know. And the thing about, you know, you have your Saturn and Scorpio. Scorpio is the most like loyal sign of the Zodiac. It's like, Nobody's going to fool a, a Scorpio and a Scorpio will also be with somebody till the end. You know, they really are like that Romeo and Juliet, like until death, like I will be loyal to you unless you wrong me. Mm. Um, so in this case, you know, Capricorn's very similar. Capricorn's very loyal, very trustworthy, um, very private. So when you get those two signs together, Scorpio and Capricorn, it's like they, they understand each other because um, you know, Scorpio loves to dive deep and talk about those really deep subjects. And Capricorn has such a deep private soul is you can get them together and you've got a really winning combination to, to serve each other on a much deeper level. Mm. So how are you doing so far? I know we're get, about getting ready to wrap up here. What questions do you have? Do you feel like, you know, you're gaining more clarity around what those next steps could be for you? Yeah, I definitely feel like I'm getting a better picture of what my strengths are, which I think is the hard thing for people to see in themselves. So that's really helpful to have someone else kind of package it in the way that you did. Um, in terms of kismet clients, um, you would say I would be, is there like a, the kismet client would be someone that I would be kind of looking for who is someone that resonates with a place that I have been a few years ago. So is that something we kind of are actively seeking or is it just like something we're teaching ourselves how to, how to notice or how do you work with that idea? So, okay. So what you okay, think of it this way. Um, so when you're talking to somebody, anybody, um, you're keeping in mind that they've got this secret, this secret self, right? They've got the fin and you're remembering that and you're being very mindful of it, um, that you're talking to somebody who's really put up sort of a little bit of a tough exterior, but underneath it is this, you know, deeply emotional person. So it's like, it's like for me, I'm always thinking about like a sales page because I do everything online, but like, so it's like, think of it this way. So if I offer, so let's say that you've got a healing practice, you've got a one-on-one -on -one session, maybe it's a three session package because you've got to like unravel all these different things with all these different tools that are in your toolbox. So honest, like, so if I was going to sell that, you know, I would basically say something like, you know, um, do you feel like you're you know, climbing the ladder to success, that's very Capricorn, climbing the ladder to success. But, but when you get home and you're by yourself, you find yourself falling into um, a, a melancholic state. That would, so, and then, or like, um, do you, um, are you proud of where you are in your career right now? But you know that there's something missing, something that's um, going to connect you to your spiritual self. So all the, so you want to like keep in mind, like they're, they're, these people are driven, like they're driven, they're successful. Um, they, uh, they're organized, they're practical, they're down to earth, they're well-educated, all those really like advanced qualities of the, of the earth. But underneath is like this secret self. And that's the part where your problem, you're solving the root problem, which is for the secret self. Okay. I get it. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, so 
I know we're about ending here and I just want to make sure that you've, uh, I know you've probably got a lot to chew on. And I think <laughs> the majority of the people that um, do this session with me, they want to, you know, listen to the replay, check, you know, listen to it a few more times, like meditate on it. But there's basically something brewing in you and it has to do with you being a teacher. Um, it has to do with you facing some of the shadows of Gemini, which has to do with um, just kind of being okay with um, uh, going further out of your knowledge and being more open-minded to um, some of the more esoteric things. Um, Gemini doesn't normally want to admit that there is things that she might not know. And that um, to show up in being more rebellious because people already see you that way. So you might as well just embrace the fact that they appreciate that about you and that um, you're going to sprinkle Aries on everything. Remember, that was your secret sauce. So when you're like coming up with like your coaching program or your healing workshop or whatever you're going to do to teach that you sprinkle the fire, right? You sprinkle this foundational work, right? Because Aries is all about the beginning part of a project or beginning part, part of a healing process. And you're going to sprinkle that warmth and that fire in everything that you do. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. So Thank what's you. next? Tell me, I want to make sure that you've got maybe a, a, even just a small little game plan after, you know, listening to all of this um, astrological business stuff. Um, I really think that the next step would be for me to step into a role as, as a teacher in a workshop because I always uphold my other friends who, who teach things. But I think the next step is seeing the value that I could have as a teacher and seeing if that's comfortable for me. So I think that trying to think of things I could teach would be the next practical step to anchor all the things that I've been collecting. Love it. <laughs> Perfect. So it sounds like you've got a workshop in the mix. Yeah. And you know who your kismet client is, so you know how to speak to her. You know how to show up being more Aquarius. So these are just some of the signs you might want to, like, Google and just read more about. Um, you know, you do have – I didn't mention this, but you have, you have a Gemini stellium and you have a Taurus stellium. That means that you have more than four planets, uh, four or more planets in each of those signs in your chart, which is pretty rare to even have a stellium, but it's even more rare to have a double. So you might want to read up a little bit more about Gemini and a little bit more about Taurus. Those are the most pro uh, prominent signs in your um, astrological birth chart. Even though you might resonate more with being an Aries, you're actually Gemini and Taurus. Okay. I look forward to looking that stuff up because it's super Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, the thing about Taurus, I know we didn't talk too much about him, but he's basically ruled by the planet Venus, which is the planet of love, um, beauty. Um, he's really great at creating comfortable experiences. So you might want to, when you create the workshop, make it luxurious. Because that's Taurus. If you could create an atmosphere that has like sensual smells and like really soft pillows and like make it like luxe, that is so Taurus. That experience would really elevate and really capture, especially that Capricorn archetype um, kismet client. 
Wow. Thank you. That's so helpful too. Every time I do anything, I'm always like, does it smell right? Do we have enough, Perfect. Tea? enough tea? Perfect. Thank you so much. You are welcome so much. So I want to thank you, uh, our listeners for checking out the higher calling, excuse me, not the higher calling, the, uh, the rising star project here. I've got Xenia. She's from Brooklyn, uh, originally from Philippines from Brooklyn has a shop in Brooklyn, um, now moving into creating workshops. So if you are listening to this and you, uh, maybe you already have a business, maybe you have a brick and mortar business and you're like, I know there's more and I know there's deeper stuff that I can go into with my kismet clients. And a lot of times it has to do with being a teacher. So if you do have prominent Sagittarius, um, in your astrological birth chart, it might be a good time to look that up. And um, I want to thank you again so much, Xenia, for being a part of this podcast. It's been a joy to serve you, and I wish you so much success in the future. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Do you own a brick and mortar shop, but find your sales are dwindling and that customers might be coming in for more than what they originally came in there to buy? Like Xenia, her clothing boutique in Brooklyn began her journey in entrepreneurship, but it turns out she wasn't charging for some of her most valuable natural abilities. In astrology, we refer to this as your South Node. I encourage you to make a list of all your greatest skills, yes, even the ones you do subconsciously. Often, it is these subconscious and natural abilities that lead us right to our higher calling. And that, my friend, is what we came here for. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and were able to use this mentoring session to answer some of your own questions around your higher calling. If you feel called to step into a bigger role and shape mankind as we know it today, I invite you to check out the Holistic Fashionista Botanica and pick up the Rising Star Ritual Starter Kit, where you'll receive your astrological birth chart and a ritual to help you unlock all the beautiful kits that live inside your soul. You can learn more about the Holistic Fashionista Botanica at www.holisticfashionista.com. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder and business astrologer behind the Holistic Fashionista brand, and I look forward to serving you in another episode of the Rising Star Project real soon. 